0: Hello, and welcome to Women with Books. I'm your host, author, Lindsay Emery. I'm so excited for you to get to know today's guest. Kate Claiborne is a debut romance author of a terrific book I can't stop talking about. And as we briefly talk about in this episode, one of my main goals when I started this podcast was to shine a spotlight on diverse and debut authors such as Kate. But as I say, you don't know who you don't know. Now, I have my list of books and authors that will soon be featured on Women With Books, but I always want to hear your recommendations and requests for authors and books. Please shoot me an email, post on our Facebook page, or call the number on the show notes if you have a book or author that you really want to talk about or that you want everyone else to be talking about. I'm also excited to share that my Christmas novella, Resisting Santa, is now up for pre-order everywhere. It's the first book set in Mistletoe Key, a tropical Florida island where Christmas is celebrated 365 days a year. If you love the quirkiness of Stars Hollow in the Gilmore Girls and the feel-good holiday cheer of Hallmark Christmas movies, you should definitely check out Resisting Santa. I'll put a link to iBooks for you to get that in the show notes. And now, Let's start the interview. Hello, welcome to Women with Books. I have a great guest today, who's just promised me she's going to be really cool. So, do you want to introduce Very yourself, cool, cool guest?
1: <laughs> yes. Well, this is a really cool person. Um, I'm Kate Claiborne. Uh, I'm the author of Beginner's Luck, and I'm really excited to be on this podcast and excited to listen to it later and hate the sound of my own voice. Uh, no, we were I'm just pretty talking. excited about that.
0: You you sound great and as you just told me uh before we started recording, you have a cold, so you sound actually very sexy and sophisticated.
1: Oh I like it. I like it. Because as, that's the opposite of who I am in real life.
0: <laughs> as every debut romance author should.
1: Yeah. They should all sound <laughs> hello.
0: Like, like they've been up all night drinking bourbon with much younger men or something.
1: Yeah, I've just been <laughs> writing, smoking, drinking. That's, that's well. The way when you it live is. in
0: Paris with your view of the <laughs> Left Bank, I mean, how could you not?
1: It's a, it's a really glamorous life that I lead. <laughs>
0: well, your <laughs> debut. um I'm gonna take that out. Your debut romance. <laughs> Novel is uh, coming out October thirty first on Halloween, right? On Halloween, yes. And I think it's really funny. It's it's re- uh, releasing on Halloween,
1: and it's called Beginner's Luck. So do you feel it lucky? Is. It has no. It has no connection to <laughs> Halloween. No, but, it doesn't. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to turn Halloween into a lucky day. It would have been even
0: better if it was a Friday the thirteenth.
1: I know which we just you know we've just had a Friday the 13th so it would have been great um but still I'll get I'll get some Halloween luck and I feel like it'll be a good excuse to eat candy um it'll be a day full of distractions so I won't be I won't be worrying about release day over over much
0: I signed my first publishing contract on October 31st on Halloween and it was oh you did see it was a lucky day for you it was a lucky day and then I just I filled up a big tumbler full of wine and walked around the neighborhood and just
1: (laughs) told everybody about your publishing contract
0: I didn't (laughs) but in my heart I knew and um you know I could just say this feels great
1: Maybe that's family. what I need to do. Maybe I need to get drunk and hand out candy on Halloween. I can't think of anything better.
0: <laughs> and offer to sign yeah. people's copies.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to give out copies of the book to the kids. <laughs> maybe get some little... Maybe um, <laughs> like, trick or treat, here's this romance novel. Maybe some, give it to your mom. Maybe some postcards,
0: you know, just like... Yeah. <laughs> and stick those in their bags because all the parents that's go really through the idea. candy. Right make sure that you yeah know, nothing... i could do that
1: here's a snickers and a coupon for a free download <laughs> <laughs> there's my I, marketing strategy we I, just worked it out i love
0: it i love it that's why everyone should come on the podcast we'll come up with um right and just think if we were really drinking here
1: uh, oh well you know what i am i've been drinking since 10 o'clock this morning oh <sighs> I'm kidding. I have not. I have not. It's just a little cold medicine. It's what
0: you do in Paris, though, in your glamorous life. (laughs) Well, I am so excited to have you on because when I first conceived of this podcast, I knew I wanted to have debut authors on. Except the problem with it is that you don't know who might be coming out, right? Because you don't know who you don't know. And I mentioned this issue to my friend and colleague, Alexandra Houghton, and she immediately said you. And this was back in the summer. I know she Oh, is. she's the lovely. And she's, I guess, more connected into romance Twitter, and because she knew all about you, she's like, she's got this great book coming out, and da, da, da. and so she hooked us up, and we met at RWA, and now it's. I was just remembering this today because it doesn't even feel like you're a debut author now. It feels like you've been hanging. It out just for feels a like while. I've been in it, right? But I'd love to hear about <laughs> how you you know, the beginning of your publishing journey and how's your experience been and how'd you start writing?
1: um, Well, I think that my, you know, what I would say is that my debut, the title of my debut is very apt. I feel like there's been a lot of luck involved. Um, I, you know, I didn't start reading uh, romance until, probably a bit later than the average romance reader Um, not until I was in my 20s and when I when I started reading it I was like what where has this been all my life Um, and so I spent just a lot of time reading and I just really loved the books um, and I always had loved to write Um, but you know at at a certain point um, I started to think you know I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try doing this myself um, and I did and like a lot of authors I wrote one book and I I determined to finish that book um, even though kind of about halfway through I don't know if you've ever had this experience but about halfway through I was like yeah this is not the book um, this is not the book I'm meant to be writing um, but I, I really thought I had to finish it um, and so I did I finished it and then I put it away um, and I thought, okay, well, now is the time to get serious. And uh, so I had this—I had this idea for um, a series about three friends who win the lottery together. Um, and so those were the books that I knew I should be writing. Uh, and so I wrote the first. Now, was that first book? Was that one a romance
0: or something? Was that first book you wrote a romance or something? It okay. was. It was a romance.
1: It just—it just was almost like. Um, I don't know, I felt like I was learning maybe what my what I wanted my voice yeah, to be as a writer that during sense. that first book. Um, just sort of trying things. Um, so it was like this really, I mean, it was a, a really good learning experience. It was a good learning experience to finish it and to kind of see it all the way through. Um, and I don't know, I'll probably like steamroll over the hard drive that that book <laughs> lives in. Um, but anyways, then I then I had this idea for this other series, um, and I wrote the first book uh, fairly quickly for me. Although it should it needs to be said that I am a very slow writer, um, and I I finished it and I queried um, pretty soon after I finished it, and I just was very lucky to um, get hooked up with my agent, um, and I think about. Three months after I had um, signed with my agent, then I I got the publishing contract. Um, And I was just very... That was very lucky. I don't know how it happened. It's really wonderful. I love it.
0: Well, it's not necessarily lucky because the book is fabulous. You let me see and read an early copy. thank you. Thank you. you. I'll just do it now. I'll just gush. I wasn't sure at what point in the interview I was going to do it. Let me gush. Okay. (laughs) So... As you said, it's a book about, well, the series is about three friends who win the lottery. And the first friend is named Kit. And Mm -hmm. what did I like best? I love (laughs) that. I'm trying to think of how I can say it. I should have have rehearsed this or something. Um, What I can say without spoiling too much. So she's a scientist, which I was really surprised about. And in a good way. Like... Oh, you were? I don't know. I I just wasn't expecting her to be a STEM heroine. Like, there's always all these calls on Facebook and Twitter like, oh, I want a STEM heroine. And I wasn't expecting it because I thought it was going to be a lottery winner. So I don't know why I thought the two couldn't (laughs) coincide. But uh, she is and she's so devoted to her job and she's not jaded, she's not cynical, she just really loves what she loves. And I found that so refreshing and fun to read. And the hero, um, he's kind of not as career-minded, for reasons that I'm sure that people will understand. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he is involved in his family's, is I've been calling it architectural salvage, is that correct? Well, that's okay. right. that's I mean, right. I mean, I, I've been calling it that and thinking, well, there's more to it. I mean, they're a salvage yard, but they have they they pick apart pieces of old buildings and keep them and resell them. And and uh, so if you love STEM characters or HGTV, <laughs> I think you will love Beginner's yes, Luck. <laughs> both. Yes, I love both of and those things. And the side characters, the secondary characters um I couldn't get enough of because they're also real and three-dimensional and flawed and funny and interesting the friends the family you you see it all and I want more so that is my gushing to you oh. about the book oh and my heart and they made me laugh um the banter is so good and and oh it was just it was just so good so thank you very much for letting me read an early I'm copy, so glad. and I want everyone I'm... to go out
1: and get it now. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you loved it, and I, I think you know you loved things about it that were important to me. Um, because I think that when I set out to write the books, I um, it's funny that you say that you're sort of s- surprised to find that you know she that she was a STEM heroine and kind of had this devotion to her job because you you sort of went in thinking okay, it's going to be about her being a lottery winner. Um, and I think other people who have read the book have said that too. Um, you know, the book is not really about money. Um, it's really about, you know, because money isn't something that many people love. Um, well, some people love money, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, but you know, the, the book is really about love, not just the, the love between that sort of grows between Kit and Ben, but you know between the love between friends and love between family and the love that she has for her work and the life that she's made um and the money is just what makes some things more mm-hmm. possible for her that haven't been possible for her in the past and i i like that i like the idea of the money not necessarily as something that fixed all her problems but um you know brought more possibility into her life and with that possibility you know came all these other changes so so i really loved i loved writing about kit um and about ben too i love creating ben for her See, i think
0: i think you're it, it is about the love i the word i would have picked though interesting would have been security um Oh. because you know it there was so much about their communities that they've built that they we re, they reconnect to you know the houses the, the extended family issues you know all of that and then how they build that security between them with by falling in love um but yeah. you know a different view of money would be you know like you can have all the money in the world and
1: not have that that bedrock you know that they were both looking for right Um, so yeah I think the books I mean I think that it's one of the neat things about writing about this little um, scenario is that you know when people talk about winning the lottery I don't know if you've ever had conversations like this but the the idea of writing about three friends who won the lottery was actually sort of inspired by a conversation I had with two friends of mine and You know, I've said this to other people when I've been talking about the books, but I think what's so interesting about those conversations is that when you talk about what you would do if you won the lottery, um, you're not always just talking about what you would do with the money. You're talking about other things that you want out of life. And for Kit, you know, what she says that she really wants, uh, if she won the lottery is a house, you know, it's like the first thing she thinks about a house, um, but kind of privately, what she's thinking is that she wants a home, which is something really different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, even though when the book opens, she's, she's getting that house, she's making that dream come true, she's, she still doesn't have the home part figured out. And so a lot of the book is about, is about dealing with that.
0: All right. Well, I have to ask, although I'm sure everyone has asked you, if you won the lottery, what would you do? Would you keep your job? Yeah, would I'm, you move to Paris? Would you
1: buy a new house? Yeah, I'm like so. I, you know, I wish I was more interesting. I'm just really, um, I just probably would pay bills um, and pay the bills of my family and just, uh, I'd probably save a lot of it. Um, I'm really boring. I don't, I mean, if it was like a massive amount of money, like, are we talking like a Powerball jackpot sure. of like, a, if it was like that kind of money? Um, I don't think you ever mentioned the amount of money in the book, did you?
0: You no, probably did that on, on no. yeah, purpose. Because <laughs> yeah. I kept thinking. It's on purpose. They Yeah. I, at one point, someone says, well, it wasn't I, a huge amount. And I'm like, it was
1: enough. <laughs> Yes, it's enough for them to split it and each be able to do something somewhat extravagant. But it's no, they don't win one of those like multi-state powerball. I think that's a smart move, though, from a
0: writing perspective.
1: (laughs) I think it would be really overwhelming. I think it would be so overwhelming to to win that kind of money. Um, uh, You know, one of the characters in the book, uh, Greer, is like a little obsessed with like um, the lottery as bad luck. Um, and I might be a little like that too. I might be worried if I want a lot of money that it would bring me bad luck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would just want to be kind and responsible with it. If I won money like that.
0: I kind of think about, um, like starting scholarships or funding candidates or, you know, something like that, where it could be really, really useful, um, to someone, but that. That's what I think about. Something that would make a difference. Just putting that out there in the universe. Yeah. Universe. I would use it responsibly.
1: We sound really
0: responsible. Take some really good good trips, too.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I would take a nice trip. Someone would go to college with that money,
0: universe. I would take a nice trip. Putting it out there if you want to reward me with that. (laughs) Right. Okay. That sounds good. Well, like I said, the book (laughs) has a lot of. details about a house and remodeling. And um, I just wanted to know, are you into remodeling or HGTV shows or how did you get into that to put it in your book?
1: Well, I am um, into house stuff and um, my husband and I over the years have done quite a lot of our own uh, sort of home improvement stuff. And um, I, Uh, you know, I've done things that I've learned how to do things over the last few years um, you know, working on my own house that I never thought I would learn how to do or know how to do so um, you know, working with a power saw and things like that Um, so we've done things like uh, we've done bookshelves in our house and um, we live in a pretty old house and we've tried to we sort of tried to be loyal to the aesthetic of our old house, um, so some of that stuff in the book is uh, a labor of love. And I think there's a mention in the book of uh, Ben is like working with old bricks mm-hmm. or something like that, um, and that's that that moment is is somewhat inspired by it. my husband and I actually. Bought old uh, a bunch of old bricks from an old chimney tear down and and use them in a project in our own house. So we like stuff like that. Um, and I I love the idea of making of of bringing old things into a house and you know kind of repurposing yeah. them. My husband
0: and I once made an offer on a house and we didn't we didn't actually know it. Our realtor pointed it out. The house was made out of uh, bricks that had been reused from like. Chicago or something? And we're in Texas, so it was kind of unusual oh, and our yeah. realtor knew about it. Uh, we didn't get that house, but I always think about it because
1: I I did think reusing those bricks was so cool. <laughs> um Yeah. I love I love the idea of things having a you know, like things that you have in your house having a story to them. Um and you know, I, I wish oftentimes when I go into places like, like the place that's described in the book, so salvage yards or antique stores or whatever, um, I, I wish I was a little more clever about how to bring things like that into my house. Um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll see things, I'll catch, you know, catch sight of something on HGTV and I'll think, oh my God, they made that look so great. Um, and sometimes it's hard for me to picture old things um, in my house, but people make it work, and they're they're really. And there is that
0: HGTV show about lot lottery winners buying houses, I think. There is. Yes,
1: I've only oh seen two episodes,
0: God. but I watched one with my mom, and she was like, "You can afford better
1: than that." <laughs> Why haven't I? Well, I don't have cable, which is, okay, but you know what? Like, I never knew that existed. I need to look that up. Yeah, one Do of them... Do they buy crazy stuff? The, like I said, I've only seen two episodes.
0: The first one was they were... um, It's kind of like house hunters, but for lottery winners. Right. So they were looking at different houses. But the first couple I watched, they were looking at these mansions in Colorado. I mean, it was like 23 acres, oh, 20,000 square feet. I mean, there was... It was huge. And that one made me really nervous because, again, I'm not sure how much they won. But I'm thinking, like, what are the taxes on that? Like, what about night? the taxes? Yes. yes the, <laughs> your electricity to heat this huge house and you're going to run out of money. <laughs> and then the next one I saw, the couple was, I, again, I I don't remember how much they won. But it seemed like fairly upper middle class neighborhoods. It wasn't anything too fancy. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Um,
1: And that's, that's when wild. my mom was I like, "Y'all can that. afford better than that." <laughs> <laughs> I need to find that. I need to look that up.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, but it's so nice because these people are really excited and going. I can't believe we get to do this, and it's oh yeah, um, does seem nice in that perspective. Uh, so your next book is coming out. I've got that. It's the next nice. book in the series, right? it is yeah and look, um, I'm that's it out. out
1: in April I think okay
0: so you get a n is it already done and in or are you still working on
1: it is yeah it's done and in so that's good um, and I'm really I'm excited about that I'm excited for readers to read that book too um, and that one is I'm, Zoe's that is Zoe's book yeah Zoe's book okay yeah and, and, and so she's a bit. She's a. She's got a nice sharp edge to her, and I just really, I really love her, and I I love uh, the story that she gets in her book. So I can't wait for people to read that.
0: She's one the one of the friends who does quit her job. Is that what I got from the next? She chapter? does. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess she's. Going I
1: liked. To- I like the idea too of everybody. You know, each one of the friends kind of handling the win a little bit differently. And that, I think each, the way each one of them handles it is revealing about their character.
0: Yeah. Oh, I did have a question about Beginner's Luck. I, I might be dumb. You, It's in a fictional city, right? Or did I miss? It is. Okay.
1: It is in a fictional city. Because yes. <laughs> I kept going like... Because I wanted to, you know, I think one thing about writing contemporaries is, um, I, I love contemporaries set in real places. Um, I, I love kind of... Um, learning about places through reading a book setting. Um, But I wanted to, I guess I wanted to create a city where it was possible to have a number of things. Um, The main one being a research university, large enough to do the kind of work that Kit does, um, which is obviously really important to the book. Um, But, you know, also a place that... um, had kind of the landscape I wanted for the city, but yes, it's a fictionalized place. Which I do like because I felt
0: like it was more of a fairy tale. Once I realized it wasn't real. Um because at first yeah. I was a little bit distracted. You were like
1: Googling it. No,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> because you were you described the neighborhood so well. This beautiful historic neighborhood. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to look those houses up and be like, oh, let me hear about this this really cool neighborhood wherever it is. And then I I think I flipped a few pages and thought, "This doesn't sound like a real place." I'm pretty good with geography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this place is not yes, real, it is a but i fictionalized I'll definitely double-check. Yes, yeah. otherwise, I'm going to be pinning some of these houses. Yeah. Oh, uh, so what are you? What do you like to read? What do you? What have you been reading lately?
1: Do you get time to read between all the books? I do. I read a lot, um, and I read. So I read every single night. Um, and I try, um, to read really widely. Um, that's, that's important to me for lots of different reasons. Um, but usually at night, um, you know, when I, right before I go to bed or whatever, I'm usually reading fiction, usually romance. Um, and even within romance, I read pretty widely. I read historical and contemporary. Um, I don't read much paranormal, which, I, I often try to, but I just, I, I think I, um, I, because I think because I read at night before I go to bed, I think I'm often a little tentative about reading anything where there's like danger or dangerous scenarios. Mm. Um, yeah, because I, I, anyway, that can just sort of infect my sleep. Um, (laughs) so I generally stick to historical and contemporary. Um, and what have I been reading lately? Um, so contemporary, do you know um, Ruby Lang? Do you know I any of Ruby know. Lang's books? I
0: don't know. I'm Make going a note to of it that,
1: because okay. she writes really great contemporaries, which is very smart heroines who are just, they're just sort of prickly and complex. Um, I just think she's so talented.
0: Ruby Lang, um, L-A-N-G,
1: no E, right? Right, okay. L-A-N-G. Yeah. Well, she's on the list now. Um, she's great. And I, I love, um, have you read the, you've read the new Alicia Rye, right? Yes. I hate to want you. Yes. Oh God, it's so good. I can't wait for the next one. So that's really good. Universal scream um, throughout the land. It's so, I mean, it's so good. Um, anyway, so I, I love those, um, I was just talking on Twitter the other day. I don't know if this, I don't know if you saw this, but I was just talking on Twitter the other day about whether or not other readers have, I think I called it rainy day uh, authors. Yeah. Which which I defined as like authors who have a, a pretty substantial backlist and you you sort of ration their backlist for a time when you know you're going to need a good book.
0: Oh, I love this
1: concept. I don't know what rationing so means other people, though, So <laughs> other people called it, other people called it um, like the break glass in case of emergency book. Oh, that's cute. Or like a back pocket book. So just, you know, um, so I love that idea. And we, a bunch of us were talking about it on Twitter. And I think I have a couple of authors like that who's like their backlist I will sort of save. Um, oh, that's amazing. Who? So I still, I still have some Tessa Dare books I haven't read for example, and I, like on purpose, like I have saved them Oh. Um, because I'm like, I'm going to need a Tessa Dare book at a, at a crucial moment in my life. Oh, this is, I, I don't know how you're restraining yourself. I, it's a really good idea though, isn't it? it?
0: It is a good idea, but I just, I, maybe
1: I'm not self-disciplined enough to do that. <laughs> Yeah, there was somebody on Twitter who was saying that they have an author like that and they're down to one book. There's only one book left mm. in, in the backlist that they have access to and it's like really worrying them.
0: You know what? I don't know if it's backlist. I kind of save, well, it's kind of like backlist. I've noticed that I do this with long running series that I will kind of wait until the next two or three come out. So I can read them, yeah, all at once because I don't like the long that's wait. That's a similar kind. It is. It's kind of a little backwards. Yeah. It's like looking yeah. in the mirror of it, but um, because I've I've noticed that on my blog, like all of a sudden I'll have two or three of the same author, and it's because I purposely waited because I have this compulsion yeah. to finish series, and um, like that's there's some other long running series that I'm too late in. I I cannot jump in at book one because I will have to read like all twenty
1: four books or whatever they are. Yeah. Um so if there's there's a threshold for me with series. Like if a series gets too long, I'm like, I can't remember all those people. Yes. Um that too. But yeah,
0: I <laughs> But I'm worried. Yeah, I I mean I do um, normally oh I don't want to say quit. Run out of juice. Like maybe around a book twelve or something. Yeah. But there are some yeah. that I'm like, what if I don't?
1: What if I don't run out of juice at 12? And I'm now committed to 24. (laughs) I think my, I was saying that one of my, uh, like, emergency reads would be, I don't know if you know the Maisie Yates, the Copper Ridge series. Yes, I do. Which is Cowboys, which is like that. I mean, I know nothing about that in my real life. But those are, like, if I'm I'm having a bad day, I know that I'm going to have one of those books to buy. Oh, I love that.
0: And I think that if you want yeah. to know cowboys, fictional romance cowboys are the best kind. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> That's good to know. If you don't really know um, cowboys,
1: I mean, I'm like, let's let's yeah. take
0: the nicest they possible seem, type. They
1: seem really romantic. I know from from the books. <laughs> Go with those. Um, so anyway, I read a lot. I reread a lot. Um, Who do you do you and read I historical? love to read? I do read historical. Um, I I really love, so I love Tessa Dare, and I know you had her on this podcast, and she was great. Um, I love Courtney Milan. Um, I love the Alyssa Cole series, which everybody loves that series. The it's Civil so War good. one? Because um, she has several. But I, it's Oh, The Extraordinary yes, Union. Yes. The, so the, yeah. And she's got a new one coming out. Um, and I love Sherry Thomas, who's, have you read Sherry yes. Thomas? And she's also a oh, great speaker, God. if you ever get a chance
0: to... Because she spoke at um, one of the RWAs. and Her
1: books are... Oh, God, they're just really incredible. Now, have you read um, her
0: the mystery ones, too? Or just the romance?
1: I haven't. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. There's a good rainy day read for so, me. Those would be. Because um, yeah. do you
0: read mystery
1: or so, thriller or suspense? I, I don't generally read mystery. Um every once in a while. Um, I really love reading. Um, so, so when I'm not reading romance, one of the things I love to read is like sort of long form journalism. That's my other um, thing I get really into. Uh, and so I read quite a bit of that. I read stuff from the New Yorker and the Atlantic and, um, I, I really love reading stuff like that. Um, and do you save it like with post-it notes and stuff and (laughs) (laughs) um i you know i really just i think that one of the reasons i like reading stuff like that is because um i like being able to talk about what i read with other people particularly my family and so reading really good journalism i feel like is a good connection point for those things yes um you know you know, for example, if I um, have read something really good and I tell my dad about it or my brother about it um, or my mom about it, we can talk about it. I love that. I love talking about things that I read with people. So. I
0: love that. And I think, well,
1: podcasts
0: too. I don't know if you're not, not to toot my own horn. This isn't a podcast that people are talking about,
1: but my husband and I will get into. This is a podcast I subscribe to. Wonderful. I subscribe to
0: this podcast. But there's other kind of long, I won't call it long-form journalism-ish podcasts where they go through a story like S-Town or Serial
1: or something that really... Oh my God, S-Town. Wasn't it so it good? It was so good. I think I went through... People out there, if you haven't heard S-Town, listen to it. It will take up a weekend if you don't talk to anybody else. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we. I think we listened to it on a long car trip and it was just astounding. It's... But yeah, I love... I love things like that because I love the conversations they start, um, and you know if you're if you're listening to a podcast with someone else, like you said, you're listening with your husband and you get to talk about the different reactions you had to some aspect of it, I just love that experience. I think that's one of the most wonderful things about reading or listening to other people's stories is getting to just talk about it with other people. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because you're a storyteller too, so you get excited by the story of it all.
1: Yeah. I hope so I'm excited to be I'm excited to join the ranks of other storytellers have you
0: been as have you been overwhelmed by being a debut author or has it been
1: is it still not new to you yet um it still feels a little it still feels a little unreal to me um but the book has been you know very warmly received by people who have read it, and that's very nice but I think even more than that um you know, I, I really wasn't, um, you know, before I submitted the book um, and started querying agents, like I wasn't, I wasn't on Twitter. I, I wasn't sort of part of the romance writing community at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, ca- I felt like I came to that really late. Um, it doesn't feel like it, wonderful. It feels thing... like you've
0: been there forever.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that nice? Um, just the most wonderful thing is how warm the community has been um and just how easy it has felt to become um a part of it uh that's that has been the most wonderful thing about this entire experience and i'll i'll tell you i'll sort of i'm going to toot your horn for you now oh okay is that okay please
0: i guess Um, yeah
1: but for for listeners out there who um don't know the romance writers of america has a conference in the summer and uh, this summer was my first time going and it's just a completely overwhelming experience. There's just, you've never known there was this many people um, who read romance and write romance and love romance or maybe you do know but you don't, you're not seeing it um, sort of in the flesh. Uh, There's just so many people um, and I think for introverted writers it can be really overwhelming and I, the luckiest break of my entire conference experience was running across you and Alexandra and Julia and Alexis uh, and Laura and, and all the HBIC ladies in the, in one of the lobbies of the hotel. <laughs> and you guys were just so wonderful. Um, so I've just, I just been thrilled at how many wonderful people I met and hearing about the books they write and the blogs they do and the podcasts they do. It's its an amazing community. It's really so wonderful.
0: It really is. And I will toot our horn with you. Uh, yeah. It's just nice. thing. It's, it's not just women who are, you know, friends. It's women who are passionate about art and about creating their, the kind of lifestyles and the kind of worlds they want to, you know, experience. And um, it's just something really inherently inspirational about it all.
1: So, Welcome aboard. Yeah, and I, whoa, it's just been really wonderful. It's been the best, um, the best thing. And so whatever, whatever anxieties I have about release day, a lot of them are uh, assuaged by just being a part of the community, which is really wonderful.
0: Yay! Well, it's going to be great. And all the reviews are coming back. And I know lots of people that were jealous that I got to read an early copy And I said,
1: ah, ha, ha, ha. Well, it won't, it won't be long now. No, it, it won't was. be long now. I'm so glad that you, I'm so glad you loved it. I hope it brought you, I hope it brought you some joy that when I started writing romance, I thought, I want to be able to do this for other people, what yes. these books have done for me. Yes.
0: And I think I, I think I might've even messaged you on Twitter because I've started it. I saved it because I was going on a car trip and I knew I was going to have several hours where I could
1: just read.
0: And I got, it was, we were going to my parents' house and we went up to bed and I was still reading and it was like midnight and I'm like, oh, I've got to put it down and I didn't want to. So that's, that's pretty much all you, all the readers out there need to know. You will read for four oh, that's hours. Good. That's wonderful to know. You will read for four or five hours and still want to keep going. Oh, well, I would love to keep going, but unfortunately I have to uh, do something called the lightning round, which you probably know about because... You've been listening I heard you
1: do this. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited.
0: I, I just got like sweaty. I no. Just got, like, sweaty well, you know, I haven't anymore. changed the questions. Yeah. You know that I want to do it. Right. All right. If you, <laughs> if you want to redo, we'll just erase it and start over. <laughs> okay. All right. That's good to know. <laughs> um, dark or milk chocolate, milk, coffee or tea. Tea. Do you answer your phone when it
1: rings? Uh, Yes, especially if it's my mom, Um, I will answer the phone if it rings. Um, Anyone else, I'm sort of like, really? You're not texting? (laughs) 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 But yes, for the most part, yes. You're not alone.
0: How do you usually waste time on the internet?
1: Twitter. Twitter. Uh, Twitter and Instagram would be the top two. Nice.
0: Your next vacation, will it be on the mountains or on the beach? It
1: it will be on the beach. Although I have, you know, in, in recent years I have visited the mountains and I enjoyed them much more than I thought I would. But still, I think I would pick the beach. Do you call it soda or pop? Pop.
0: On a book cover, do you prefer abs, forearms, or chiseled jaw?
1: This is the hardest question. I think this is the one that made me feel sweaty. Okay, what is it? Abs, chest? Abs, forearms, or chiseled jaw. I, oh, I like all those things.
0: <laughs> I love it. All really of the above. Do.
1: But I do, I really do like a nice chiseled jaw. Yeah. I think a chiseled jaw suggests a lot of other good things about the rest of the body. I think I agree with that.
0: Especially again, yeah. as a writer, you can use that as
1: shorthand
0: to. Um...
1: I, yeah, I feel like I can. I feel like I can count on it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> I like that.
0: All right, are you more likely to buy a book cover with abs on it or a beach scene? Abs. And this is the very important final question: What are your okay. feelings about people turning to the last page of a book first?
1: I'm I am shocked I am shocked I tell you <laughs> um, I, I know why people do it and I totally get why people do it but I I am a rule follower I I never look at the end of the book
0: never okay. ever I can respect that I can
1: respect that <laughs> although
0: I don't know if it's about rule following with me as much as just why would you deny yourself the pleasure of getting to that last page you know it's like right you want, to, you want to savor that but right I, but i do respect people's wishes and i love people who do it even people yes. who are close you know, to me in a
1: romance i feel like be, because the you know the goal of a romance is the happily ever after i would i'm probably even more i would be even more reluctant to look at the last page in a romance because the, the pleasure of reading romance for me is the the journey to that happily ever yes. after and so I don't want any part of that journey spoiled for me. But there's people who... that makes sense.
0: They just want to know. They want to know that the reader or the author is doing it's their job or something. I don't
1: know. Yeah. Well, well, all
0: right.
1: I can respect it.
0: Yes. There's room for all of us. There's room for That's all right, types of readers. All of <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today. I... Knew I was going to have the best time talking with you, and you proved me right. You were super cool and super chill. I was
1: super cool, wasn't I? You were. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously.
0: No one else is going to want to come on after this, because they're going to be like,
1: we can't be as cool as Kate Claiborne. No, it's. I think what's going to happen is that everybody cool is going to want to come oh, on. Oh, thank you so. then. <laughs> thank you for making it um, possible. I'm out here changing lives. <laughs> well, like well, thank you so much for having me. And, and how can and people I'm, get in touch with you? Um okay well, i'm I'm on Twitter as as at Kate Claiborne. very easy to remember. and uh, you can always email me at uh, Kate at kateclaborne dot com. All right. well, I
0: hope to. Everyone will go out and buy beginner's luck because she is lucky and she is a beginner and It took more
1: than luck to write a great debut romance. So congratulations again. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. No problem.
0: Thank you for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a review. And if you want to share your love of a book with the world, you can go to our Facebook page and leave a comment or this is the fun part I have an actual phone number in our show notes call leave a message about a book that you loved, and you want the world to know about and I will try to play your voicemail on the air so that you can be a part of this podcast which after all is all about reading and readers this is Lindsay Emery on women with books keep reading